In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about humility, we're going to be talking about temptations, and we're also going to be talking a little bit more about trials, and a lot more coming right up. Welcome to the Three Wise Men Bible Study Podcast. My name is Dustin, I am the Assistant Pastor. My name is Brad, and I am the Assistant Media Director. And my name's Keith, I'm the Senior Pastor. We are three men who serve at Newport Church of the Nazarene in Newport, Kentucky. And every other week, we're going to be bringing you a Bible study where we go through God's Word. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to the second episode. Uh, we're going to be continuing the book of James. If you haven't listened to the first episode, I highly encourage you to make sure that you listen to it. It's awesome. It's powerful. It will challenge you. And uh, I, I really do think it will bring you closer uh, to God if you listen to that first episode. And so we're going to get started with our second episode. So uh, Brad, will you go ahead and uh, read a few verses from James for us? All right. I'm going to start out in James chapter 9, go all the way to to chapter, or verse 12, I'm sorry, verse 9, verse 12, and then I'll have Pastor Keith break it down for you. So James, verse 9, uh, the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Keith, why don't you go ahead and just uh, break that down for us? Yeah, it's it's really goes along with everything else that James is going to talk about or has been talking about um, in in his book here. Uh, there's a there's a real glory in living your Christian life or walking your Christian walk in uh, a spirit of humility. And we are, we really are supposed to avoid an inappropriate pride. I don't want to say that we should avoid all pride because, you know, you should take pride in how well you do your job and pride in how well you, you accomplish something. But, and that's not what really James is, is expressing here. He, he intentionally points out that the rich should take pride in their humiliation. You know, you think about rich people, sometimes we, we give them a bad rap, to be honest with you, because we, we think, oh, they all just inherited their money, they didn't do anything. But, but a, lot, a lot of rich people worked very hard to achieve their success. And, and that's great. You know, we, we encourage that, and we think that's awesome when that happens. But James makes it very clear here that you don't take pride in your success, but what you do is you rejoice in your success, and then in a humble spirit, you use your success for the greater glory of the kingdom. So he's saying, take pride wherever you are versus taking pride in your high position. It's not your accomplishments, because you know what? Everything that you've ever accomplished, God made that available or possible. Even, even the unbelievers, God makes it possible for them to to accomplish things. So so James says, no, don't be messing around taking pride in your accomplishments, but instead use your accomplishments, rejoice in them, and use them to to bring more glory for God. And then he, he goes on and uh, start with verse 11. He says, the, the sun will rise with the scorching heat and wither the plant. You know, the reality is as fast as success comes to you, it can depart you just as quickly. And the, the truth of the matter is, the Bible makes it clear, the grave is going to equalize all of us. <laughs> the rich are going to go to the grave just like the poor are going to go to the grave. 
And so we may have our success and our beauty for a season, but the truth is it's going to fade and it will go away. So instead of taking pride in your accomplishments, understand that it's short-lived. Even if it's for this whole life, it's short-lived. Bring glory to God with your successes and your accomplishments. And then the final verse there I want to look at real quick, and, and we can discuss it a little more, is, is that, that 12th verse that you read, Brad. And it says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because he just mentioned how the sun comes and, and it can bring its scorching heat and wither the plant. Sometimes those trials come, no matter who you are, whether you're rich or poor. You will experience and can experience trials. And he says, you're blessed when you persevere through the trials. When you don't give up, when you keep on going, stand the test. Stand the test, and that person that person's going to receive the crown of life from Lord Jesus Christ himself because he promised it. So stand in the persevere and stand in that, that persecution and stand under the trials that you face is what he's telling us. The sun's going to come, the heat's going to come. Stand and persevere under trial. Yeah, that, 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 those are all great points. Uh, let's talk a little bit about being humble. Is it easy for you guys to be humble? No. Especially when you're, when you have a lot of success going on, it's really hard to be humble. Especially if it hasn't happened in a while and something good happens, it's hard to live in that moment and be humble. So, do you have any examples? Like at work, you get a big promotion. That you know, that high of having a new new job, new position, new title, new responsibility, a little bigger paycheck. Um, it's hard to sit there and be like, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't splurge and buy something more. Maybe I should just put a little more back. Maybe I should you know, give a little more. Um, it's kind of hard to have that mindset sometimes. You know, for me, you know, being humble, it's easier said than done. And I'm the kind of person that I have to have recognition for like everything that I do. I have to be recognized. And if nobody points it out, I'll point it out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, it can be the littlest things. And that's something that I constantly have to work on and if you know me sometimes I can even come across as a little bit arrogant even if I don't try to sometimes it just comes across and uh, that's something that definitely has to work over and over in my life um, because I, I, I want God to shine through my life you know in everything that I do and I, and I really think about when, it, when I think about being humble I think about pointing it all back to Jesus good point you know so I mean the air that I breathe, the strength that I'm given, the money that I have is all because of Jesus. Right. And so when I do something for somebody, I know I, I used to do this a lot. I don't do this as much as I should anymore, but I used to try to help out as many people as I could. And this one time I, I was at a auto zone or it was an advanced auto parts. I'm not sure exactly which one it was. And a guy needed help. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll help you. And he tried to give me money. And I was like, no, 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 no. I just want to let you know that Jesus loves you and that Jesus has given me the ability to help you. Mm-hmm. And I always want to point everything that I do back to Jesus. So when I think about being humble, it's, it's, I don't want to point that whatever it is to me. I just want to always point back to God. Right. I, like I don't that. think it's unusual to, to want the recognition. I'm not saying it's right, but I don't think it's unusual. Um, I'm I'm very similar in the fact that I like the recognition, and I like for people to recognize when I've done something well. And and honestly, sometimes what I'll do is I'll make sure I stay in my lane so that I can get that recognition, and it keeps me from from stepping out in that what we what we sometimes refer to as stepping out in faith because I'm like, oh, I might go out there and I might fail. 
and I won't get this recognition here. When if I realize that, like you just said, it's really not about me. It's not about me getting glory and recognition. It's about Jesus getting glory and recognition. So when I remind myself of that, I'm okay to step out of my lane. And that's where I think I need to be, is, is stepping out there and saying, hey, you know, I, whether I'm accomplishing or whether I'm falling, whatever, you know, whether it's a trial, whether it's a success, whatever, this is all about God anyway. So that, hum, that, that humble spirit needs to be driving me out of my lane. I think that if you can learn that, and it's an everyday thing, it's not something that you just, you figure it out once and then it just never comes up again. But I think that if you can learn that, then you'll start putting other people first. You know, there's a lot of times where people get a promotion that maybe you wanted, and instead of complaining about it, you you praise and you say, "Man, great job!" and you and you mm-hmm. give that person their recognition, and you just say, "You know, it's it's all because of God." But God is going to do what He needs to do in me, and I will trust that the things that are given to me are by God. And if it's some a promotion is given to somebody else then I could just trust God that he knows what he's doing. Right. And so I think if, if we can learn that, you know, it's all about being humble. Brad, do you have anything else you want to add? Well, I was looking at it. I kind of, uh, I like how the Bible always compares everything to nature. By just, you know, being around nature, you can learn about the human experience. So um, when it's talking about plants and um, I thought about seasons. So when it's snowing here in Cincinnati, you're like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to stop? Is there ever going to be sun? You know, and it comes, eventually comes, and it's beautiful out all summer long. No, it's think, too hot. Yeah, it's just you're always in that, oh, man, I wish this, I wish that. And being humble part of the time is just learning to be content. Like we talked about last episode, being able to find joy in the snowy seasons where you can't really see the light, and um, you just have to have a lot of faith. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's great. So let's go ahead and just uh, continue. Keith, you want to go ahead and read? Um, so we stopped with 12. If you want to go ahead and uh, read 13 down to the next few verses. Yeah, yeah, I'd be glad to. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. I'm going to stop there and we can kind of talk some about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that's perfect. Um, temptation, you know, a wonderful thing, right? <laughs> yeah, we always love it. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, different theologies on temptation. And, and one thing I just definitely want to say in the scripture says is that God doesn't tempt us to do evil. Right. God doesn't try to lead us into sin. He doesn't dangle the carrot in front of our face to lead us off of cliff. You know, right. everything that God does for us is to make us like Jesus. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, the devil, his whole goal is to not make us like Jesus. He wants us to make sure that we fail in every possibility that we can. Right. And so he's going to tempt us with fleshly th- desires. It's definitely not going to be heavenly desires. Because heavenly desires bring us and raise us up, but temptations lead us away from God. And so, well, I should say this, temptations try to lead us away from God. And so temptations themselves aren't sin. And I think we need to realize that. We need to realize that temptations on their own are not sin. It's the devil trying to drag us away from God. And so let's 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 talk a little bit about temptations. And that and what I've noticed the first thing was that word dragged. 
being dragged away. And I think part of Bible study, what's important is learning what tries to drag you. When you're being dragged, it's like, oh, what am I being dragged by? If you can figure what figure out what that is, the sooner you'll be able to, you know, cut the chain off and quit being dragged away. Good point. Good point. And if you notice here, this this section of scripture we just read actually ties back into that previous verse too, because it says, "Blessed is the one who pers- perseveres under trial." Now, not all trials are the result of temptation. Some trials are the result of persecution, but some trials are the result of temptation. And so you can see that where that ties together, and you have to persevere through those trials that are are caused by temptation. And like you said, Dustin, God doesn't tempt anybody. Why would he? You know, why he he wants to lead us, like you said, into holiness. He's not going to tempt us away from holiness. But the other thing I find interesting here is that it says we're dragged away by our own evil desire and enticed. And if you think about temptation, it's always related to something that, in God's creation, is actually good. It's perverted. Yeah, Yeah. and what he does is he perverts it and tries to get us to uh, follow it in a perverted or corrupt way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Satan is not creative in any way, shape, or form. What he does is he takes what God has created and all the beautiful gifts that God has created for us. God God created the gift of sex for us, Mm -hmm. and he, he created that intimate gift for us. My goodness, look around in our society and look how it has become perverted. We've totally separated the act of sex and the act of, of, of that intimate act from love. We've, we've dissected it and, and brought them apart. And God's whole plan was that they would be one and the same. And so what we do, though, is, is we listen to Satan, and he, he uses that natural desire that God builds in us and that natural gift that God gives us, and he, he just like he did in the Garden of Eden, he says, hey, you know, maybe you could just try this. Maybe you could just try it this way. And we find out that it's kind of enjoyable. We kind of like it. And so we go along with that. We can never blame God for our failings. We can never blame God for the temptations and how we might fall for them. Because it says right here, we're dragged away by our own evil desires and we're enticed. And then, then when desire has conceived itself, and I want to talk about that just a little bit more from you guys, get your thoughts about this whole idea of desire having been conceived and giving birth to sin. Let me yeah. get your thoughts on that. Yeah, before, before we get into that, I just want to touch a little bit about temptation. And there's an analogy that I've always liked and I've always used is that we, you can't stop temptation. Temptation is going to come into your life. It's impossible for temptation. Every single day, you're going to be tempted. So the analogy that I really like is that you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from laying a ne- building a nest in your yeah, hair. I like that too. I've heard that. You know, and so like, I really think that just because you're tempted doesn't mean that you have to sin. Just because temptation is over, I don't care what your excuse is. Oh, I I had to do it. I this or whatever your excuse is. I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because I know Corinthians 10, 13, that it says if any man is tempted, all he has to do is just go to God and God will provide him a way out. And so, and, and, and I've seen it in my own life. I countered temptation with scripture 
and over and over and over again. And I watched God do miracles in my life because I didn't give into the temptation, but I turned with God's word and I watched God do a work in my own life. And so if there's anybody listening to this and you're constantly falling and failing in your temptations, then I say then you grab some scripture. You can I'll put a plug in right here for Soul Meds. <laughs> oh, okay. Download Soul Meds. If you don't know what it is, go check it out. But you can fill your life with scripture. And when that temptation comes into your life, then I guarantee you that if you use scripture, then then you, you'll see a major change in your life if you don't give into it. Absolutely. And I, w- I would take what you said just like maybe even one step further on the whole uh the whole analogy of the birds flying over uh, and, and, and nesting in your hair, which I don't have a real issue with because there's not much there to nest in. But one of the things I've always said is that you can't control the thoughts that come into your head. You just, right. no way. You cannot control them. But you can control what you do with those thoughts once they come in. Yeah, That's your right. reaction of everything. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to overcome. Absolutely. He will give you everything you need. And, and what he typically uses to give you what you need is what you just said. It's the scripture. If you look at how Jesus handled temptation. It's all with scripture. It was all scripture. He answered with the truth. He answered the lie, which is what temptations are. It's a perversion of the truth. He answered the lie with the truth, which is in the word. So we can we can win. We can win this thing oh, with absolutely. the power of the Holy Spirit through the word. There's no excuse. There's no there's no excuse for sinning against God. Right. Yeah. And, and there, it's never okay to do wrong for right. Right. And so, and those are things that we need to know and make sure. And so back to your thing about um, temptation, giving birth to sin and sin ultimately being death. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it is that if you, if you, temptation comes, the step one temptation comes into your life. According to this step two, if you give into that temptation, and if you go by what Jesus said, it doesn't start with the actual action. Right. And so I've even seen this in my own life where I feel like I've already sinned against God because I already made up my mind what I was going to do. Yeah. Just looking for an opportunity to carry it out, really. Yeah. And even yeah. if the opportunity never came, mm-hmm. I still sin. Absolutely. And so that sin ultimately will lead to death in there. If I, if I, I really believe I didn't ask for forgiveness and say, God, okay, oh, man, that was wrong. I'm sorry. But if I would have kept living in that temptation over and over and over again and continue to sin against God over and over and over again— and that's in that area and just basically said, God, I don't care. I'm going to carry out my fleshly desire. I'm going to do what I want to do. I really don't care at this point about my relationship with you. Then guess what? God right. says, go ahead because you have free will, but it's going to lead to death. And death doesn't mean that I'm going to stop breathing. Death means to my relationship with you and ultimately means hell. Yeah, way worse than the stop breathing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all going to stop breathing, but I want to stop breathing and then be in heaven. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I also think it's important to to actually tackle some of the temptations you deal with. If you notice that you have something that's just always hitting you in the head and you're always thinking about it, if you don't address it, it's just going to, you know, the enemy builds these mental strongholds, and God says we have the power to take those down. So I always consider it as like mental real estate that just some evil thing is building in my head. And if I don't knock on the door and tell him to leave, it'll just stay, and it'll get bigger and bigger until you address it. You can clean the whole house, but if you just push everything to the corner, it's not going to be clean, you know? So I think the first part, the hardest part, is just figuring out what perversion of truth you have. So if it's the same thing, so say it is something like sex. If um, 
if you're a young person who struggles with, you know, pornography and things like that, it may be because you have the wrong idea, the wrong truth of what the better version of that That's is. That's a good you know? point. So you have to, I think the hardest part is just admitting you have an issue. Sounds right. like AA, but I mean, it's the no, same, it's the same principle, absolutely. you know? Right. Remember, fungus grows in darkness. Yeah. yeah and and I think kind of to your point, while there are a lot of common themes to temptation, that doesn't mean that everything is the same for every person. There are certain things that I just, that have no tempt, you know, there's no impact yeah. on me. I'm not tempted to do certain things. But there's other things that are like a thunderstorm hitting me, okay? And I have to identify my own areas where I am most strongly tempted. And then I, like you, I, like you said, I, I think you're dead on there that, you have to identify that, and then you got to start figuring out, okay, what's going on? Maybe I have the wrong perspective. Maybe I have the wrong idea of how this is supposed to work. Right. And, and recently, God's been talking to me about, hey, Keith, let me rewire your brain, hmm. you know? And I'm okay with that, because if he rewires how I think about certain things, then that temptation is going to have less impact on me. Definitely. And that's what's so great about the Scripture, because it doesn't matter what you're going through there is something in the scripture that will help you get over the temptation. Because again, the temptation is ultimately something of, out of God's creation anyways, that's right. perverted. Mm-hmm. And God deals with every area of life in his scripture. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. You can find something in the scripture that you can memorize or download soul meds <laughs> and it can be helped. Right. And, you know, back to something you were saying, too, you, you, you were building on the whole idea that, that before I even act on something, I've probably, in many cases, already sinned. And a great example of that is when Jesus talks about, you know, lusting after someone. And, and lust doesn't always have to just apply to sex. You can lust after anything, okay? But I heard someone give a definition of, of lust one time that I thought was really apropos, and, and that is... Um, being okay with something and being willing and, and, and wanting something bad enough that if you figured you could get by with it, you would do it. Mm. You know, if you've gotten to that point where you're like, okay, if I can figure out a way to get by with this without getting caught, you're, you're lusting. You're already at that point. The only thing missing now is the actual act. And really, the only thing keeping you from doing it is not your conscience. It's not a moral code. It's, I'm afraid of getting caught. And, you know, by that time, it's pretty obvious to all of us that you've sinned at that point in time. Right. So, and, and that's, what, that's what we see here is that it starts with the thoughts. Like you said, you can't control when they come in, but it starts with the thoughts, but you give them a chance to conceive. You start planning. Exactly. You start throwing, you know, you and start then they trying grow. to figure it out on your own. Yeah. yeah. They grow and give birth to sin, and ooh, then it grows up, and the next thing you know, you've lost it, man. You've lost it. Definitely. Um, and I, I and, and you know we have a few minutes before we close, so I, I kind of want to tie this back into trials because I d- mm-hmm. definitely think the time that you're going to be tempted, I mean, you're going to be tempted all the time. But when you're actually going through trials, that's when the devil, when you're that, sometimes that's when you're at your weakness, weakness, and the devil knows that, and the devil tries to get you to sin against God, mm-hmm. in during those trials. So I would just encourage everybody if you're listening um, tonight. Um, to know whatever trial you're going through, that God loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to succeed. There's scripture that you can memorize, and uh, you don't have to give in to your temptation. Yeah, and I think one, to, the one thing I would look at is we didn't read this verse, but it really ties in great to kind of put a closure on this, and that's verse 18. Go ahead and read it. 
It says he chose to give us birth, birth. You know, we're talking about the whole birth thing here. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, like you just said, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. We don't have to remain the same person that we were before Jesus Christ. The word of truth can literally make us a different person, that rewiring. He can make us new. And through that, we receive and we become the first fruits of all that he created. You know, th- that we can really be that. We can live through that, that birthing, through the word of truth. All, all we've been saying about the Bible. The Bible will lead you through. The Holy Spirit through the Bible will lead you through. Definitely. And my, my last thought would be if, if you're a young person, um, especially, and you don't have fellowship or a group of people you can come to, it, sometimes it feels like the trials you're going through, you're the only person dealing with it. And what I've learned most by just hanging out with you guys, because you're a little older than I am, is that um, you guys have been through all of it already. And you're just <laughs> awesome, all of it. awesome mentors to have. And that helps because I don't feel as lonely and I don't feel like something foreign is happening to me that hasn't right. happened to anybody else. And it's just, it helps a lot to have other believers, other people who are dealing with stuff. Because like it says in the scripture, everything is kind of personal, personal attacks. So um, I think it's just really important to find a group of people who share that same truth and are looking for some assistance. That's a really great point. I think you're right on with that. So uh, thanks so much for uh, listening um, for our second episode. Again, if you're watching us on Facebook, make sure you subscribe to um, to our uh, podcast, either on Apple or on Google. And then if you're listening here on the, on the podcast, uh, go like our page at Newport Church of the Nazarene. You can also watch us live um, on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. We're not going to be here next week, but we'll be here the week after. We definitely let everybody know when we're going to be here. But uh, we just want to go ahead and uh, close in prayer. Pastor Keith's going to close us in prayer really quick. and So, Keith, go ahead and uh, just close us. Sure. Well, Lord, we thanks for this opportunity. We're so thankful to you for giving us this time to be able to just look at your word. You know, we said it a lot tonight, that when we need to get through trials, we need to get through temptations, your word is really key. And the Holy Spirit will use the word of God to take us through our difficult times, to take us through our temptations. And we pray, Lord, that each one of us and everyone that listens would be encouraged by the word of God and would persevere, as it says, Because when we persevere, we receive the crown of life that has been bought and paid for for us by the Son of God Himself, Jesus Christ. And I ask that your anointing would be upon every one of us as we we listen to what you have shared with us. Thank you, Lord, for your, your awesome word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit working in our lives. Blessed be the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in next episode.